0: And from the KTOO Newsroom, I'm Anna Canney. This weekend marks the third anniversary of the World Health Organization's declaration of the global COVID-19 pandemic. And Juno's wastewater is awash with the virus. Charlie Gribben is the Bartlett Regional Hospital's disease preventionist. She says that... only. She says that only 3% of COVID tests are coming back positive in the hospital's lab. But the city and state no longer track those cases closely, so most public health data gives an incomplete account of how many cases there are.
1: I would say that there are more cases being talked about than
0: they're actually being confirmed. But there is more than one metric, Gribbin said, that the public can rely on. Juno's wastewater has more than four times the national average of COVID in it. I definitely take more impact from this because you're not relying on people to go get tested or tell you that they're sick, you know, or even know that they have any symptoms. Because then, you know, the healthy working well, they could just feel tired or have a headache. Gribbin says Bartlett has taken five employees out sick this week. She said healthy people may be infected and show only minor symptoms, but the hospital is still admitting an average of one to three people weekly with COVID. Covid really is affecting people in their old, over age 65, and they're getting really sick, and they're hypoxic, and they're taking a long time to recover. She said she thinks it's worth wearing. She said she still thinks it's worth wearing masks in public if it means sparing older people from serious illness. Gribbin says prevention is best, but antiviral medication is a useful tool for preventing serious illness if you get Covid-19. It's available in Juno with a prescription from your primary care doctor. The city and borough of Juno is inviting kids to submit uh, artwork for a display at the Augustus Brown swimming pool downtown. In 1999, second and third graders painted scenes from Juno on tiles that now line the locker room showers. City aquatics manager Tara Peterson said those tiles will be replaced with new ones during the um- upcoming res- renovations. Unfortunately, as was common back then, the paint was a lead-based paint. So we actually can't save those tiles i I had wanted to like save them and reuse them somewhere else because the showers will be getting new tile but that's not going to be a possibility instead high resolution photos of the 1999 tiles will sit alongside new ones in the lobby kids 12 and under can submit artwork artwork for the new display through the end of the month march 31st a template is available online or at the pool because the building is turning 50 years old this year Um, We are asking for a drawing of children's favorite memories or favorite experiences here at the Augustus Brown Swimming Pool. All the kids who submit art will receive a one-time admission pass to the pool. They'll also be entered in a drawing for a one-month pass, which will be announced at the pool's 50th anniversary Open Swim on April 1st. Patterson says the new display will celebrate the pool's past and future. We have like a lot of people who are still coming to the pool that can tell us about, you know when I, was, I remember when I was a kid and the pool opened. So I feel like Augustus Brown Pool has a very um, significant place in uh, Juno history. The pool will close on April 3rd through at least the end of the year. Renovations will include a new ventilation system and lights, new plaster and tile in the leisure pool, and upgrades to the locker rooms and sauna. Were you one of the original artists of the pool tiles? We'd love to hear from you. Visit the website post for this story at ktoo.org and send us a note. Juneau cleanup crews are responding to a wastewater spill on Douglas Island. An equipment malfunction around 5.30 Thursday morning this morning caused sewage to spill near Sandy Beach. The main pump and a backup pump failed at the site, which which is where wastewater goes from homes on South Douglas Island to the treatment plant across the channel in Thane. According to Chad Gabala with the city's wastewater division, no solids were visible in the initial spill, and much of the initial cleanup on the beach has already wrapped up. They've stabilized the situation and are fixing the pump. The majority of the, But the majority of the spill went directly into gas no channel. It was discharged to the channel through a two-inch hose. What, uh, the DEC has been informed of the matter and though it was a minor discharge, the DEC has a procedure to deal with it. Uh, the city says they'll be following that procedure very closely. DEC is the state's Department of Environmental Conservation. Inspectors or officials will come to ensure things have been cleaned up properly. But for now, the pump is up and running again. There are also plans for a two million dollar improvement project, which will take which will replace sites like the one that failed. Gabala estimates that it will be executed in the next 12 to 14 months for long term improvements to the wastewater infrastructure. That plan is still awaiting appropriation and approval by the Juno Assembly. The Yukon River's chum and kink salmon runs have returned at record lows the last three years. At a recent meeting, the Alaska Board of Fisheries debated a contentious proposal that would reduce fishing time for controversial and lucrative fishery. The controversial and lucrative fishery along the Alaska Peninsula called Area M. The board ended up passing some restrictions on the fishery, but it's far short of what the YK Delta residents were hoping for. As KDLG's Izzy Ross reports, communities that depend on the Area M fishery weren't happy either.
1: People from across western Alaska testified in support of limiting fishing time in Area M, saying they haven't been able to feed their families or continue traditions since the chum runs collapsed in 2020. Tanya Ivan is from Russian Mission. She told the board they weren't asking to close the fishery, but rather spread restrictions more equally across the regions. Our subsistence needs have not been met My smokehouse and freezer have not had fish in few years, which means I wasn't able to teach my baby sister and daughters our traditional way of life. What we rely on during the winter, and especially during the Russian Orthodox Great Lent, the Alaska Board of Fisheries members were divided on reducing fishing time in Area M. Some pointed to the state's subsistence priority, while others cited the economic importance of the fishery. In the end, the board narrowly passed an amendment that restricts some fishing time in June and sets up tier reductions for the purse seine fleet based on the chum harvest. But it was far short of the sweeping restrictions YK Delta residents were hoping for. After the vote, most of the people in the audience walked out of the room in protest. Robert Walker is the first tribal chief of ANVIC, a community on the Yukon River. It just canceled us, AYK, tribal people right out, just like we were um, a foreign country. And we just kind of like got up and left. Walker says the amendment ignored days of testimony from the region. But the area M fishery is a vital part of the communities along the Alaska Peninsula and in the Aleutians. Alvin Osterback, mayor of the Aleutians East Borough, says harvest limits could mean a huge revenue hit for some of the communities there. By coming in and attacking
0: us like this all the time, it's moving more and more of our families out of the area, and you can see it in the in the communities. They're just people are leaving.
1: He says it's tough to say exactly how this season will play out with the new limits. Area M's South Peninsula was valued at over $33 million last year. In 2021, the average seiner made around $700,000. Harvest caps can drive down the value of the fishery, forcing fishermen to sell their permits. Kylie Thompson, president of the Area M Saners, says major cuts to that lucrative June fishery, which makes up a quarter of Area M's entire value, could put the fleet in jeopardy. Still, he says the new restrictions are workable. June is our steady, you know, high-value sockeye, kind of what everybody depends on. And Without the June fishery, I mean, it would, that's the straw that breaks the camel's back for that region. The June fishery is so important because it's relatively stable. Meanwhile, people from Western Alaska who asked for stronger restrictions in Area M are disillusioned with the state's system. Henry Hunter Sr. is the vice chairman of Arutzah Native Council in Bethel. He's deeply disappointed in the board. He says it feels like the meeting was stacked against their region and that the board is prioritizing commercial interests over subsistence needs. They basically... Uh, support uh, uh, commercial fishing. Commercial fishing in the area is big business. They should be the ones that conserve and manage it for all Alaskans. Not only area fishing, commercial fishing, but the subsistence users in the y- YK Delta. Hunter thinks the decision means the burden of conservation will continue to rest on people in western Alaska when it should be the board's responsibility to manage for everyone. With help from KUCB's Maggie Nelson, in Dillingham, I'm Izzy Ross. And for more stories, you can check out ktoo.org.